you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Welcome. Welcome to Decide to Transform. I am your host, Tomas Garza, and we have a very special show, a different kind of format in store for you today. This is going to be a lot of fun, and you're going to learn quite a bit today. Joining me, not only as a guest, but also as a co-host, and you'll see how that plays out in just a few minutes, is my very dear friend, Lisa Berry. Lisa, welcome to the show. Woo! Thank you so much. (laughs) This is fun, guys. This is a lot of fun. Lisa is a holistic nutritionist and a life coach and the host of Light on Living on Ohm Times Radio, a podcast, trainer, podcast, producer, and of course, a podcast host. And we've worked very closely together over the past year on a number of projects that we'll talk about here. Lisa is from Port Perry, Ontario. And, you know, I've really been looking forward to this. So thanks again for joining me. Oh, thank you. That's neat hearing that, like where I am. And and I think even people listening right now, like check in, like, where are you? Did you think you'd be here? Did you think you'd be somewhere else where you are today? I, you just made me kind of think of that right away. <laughs> I was like, wow, I am in Port Berry right now. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's really wild how we all end up in places and we didn't know. I was just thinking about that last night because I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. And right. a year ago, I had no idea that I would be here. When I grew up, I had no idea I would be here, but yeah, here we are. And we're here on the radio. So wherever you're listening to podcasts, this is Decide to Transform. And we're going to be talking about a very fun and very special topic to the two of us. And that is called Our Conscious Playground. So let me give you a little bit of a backdrop on this. Back in November of last year, Lisa and I had been working together to develop this show, actually, Decide to Transform. Lisa's been instrumental in that and also came up with the title. So thank you for that. I love it. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Hey, yeah. It, it, it really works. It's fun. And we were talking about how we were going to work together. What we did know is that we wanted to work together and partner and do different things. We didn't know exactly what. And during a creative conversation, we came up with this term that we really loved called our conscious playground. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. So let me tell you, rather than interview Lisa, which is what I would often do with a guest here on the show, we're going to ask each other questions. And Lisa, you're going to tell people more about this, right? I am. And you know, what's really funny. I was thinking about that in November there when, um, you know what, that, how that came about so easily was we just 
we were imagining things. We were spitting out creative ideas and, and it was so much fun. And we thought, wow, this is like a playground. Let's, and then I think every time we were texting or audio, cause there's so many ways that, you know, we'll, we'll communicate our ideas because, you know, different time zones, like we we're just talking about location, right? So sometimes we're in different locations. Sometimes I'm available. You're not, you're available. I'm not. So as we would send these back and forth to each other, it's like, wow, we're going to the playground to like, start this game. And then when you're there, when you can join, when you're there, but so much gets created in a, a conscious playground, which is where we're all, like, I think we're always at. And that's when you had mentioned too, um, we knew we'd work, we wanted to work together and how I think anybody can identify how they want to work with anybody else is when they can float ideas and both imagine it. And when you both jump on that wavelength, you know, both you're, you're playing together, you're, it's more than creating, but I'm going to save that question. Actually, I'm going to talk about one of my, my questions is creative, but we actually came up with something called ask a question, any question. Yes, yes, yes. Love that game. So you would just like text that to me. All right, let's do this. And then, and then I would just kind of feel it out and go, yeah, what would be a really good, awesome question that if I was in front of, I don't know, Merlin, you know, <laughs> like Merlin, I don't even know where that came from. When I, if I was in front of Merlin and I could ask that question, a question, how crazy pants ever it would be, you always answer it. <laughs> yes, that's the way it works. Ask a question, any question means no limitations and I'll always answer it. Right. And where do you come? Okay. Now I've got to ask, where do you go when you come up with the answer? That's an excellent <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, I go within because it's, the fun way, uh, guys, listening to this show here, it's always a surprise. Or it's almost always a surprise. Sometimes you will send me a text with a question, and then I will, um, I'll have a couple of minutes prior to answering it. But on this radio show, everybody listening around the world, I don't have that luxury. So you're going to get real true spontaneity. And of course, Lisa's asking this question. I'm going to ask her a question. We're going to alternate. So you get to see exactly how that works. It's fun. I go in, I go within, especially if it's a surprise, um, because I don't know what is going to come out of my mouth until I actually start speaking, which I think speaks to a lot of human experience. Ooh, what do you mean there? Hold on a second. It speaks to a lot of human experiences. Like, you mean, that's how we're, we're showing up in the world and we don't know who's going to ask us what or put it as something in front of us. And we have to react or respond in a way that's best for us at that time. Right. Yeah. We, we don't really ever know. And as people showing up in the world, as people teaching, um, for example, as people leading, if you're in a position where you are, in fact, leading, teaching people, then you don't always know what you're going to get. So to be able to access spontaneity and a well of experience and information is a lot of fun. And that's kind of where I go. I think, okay, well, all right, here's a question that I never considered before, or I haven't considered it in a long, long time. And well, how, how do I answer this? And I go within and look at my own experience. Mm, I like that. You're right. I, I think a lot of people don't, this is going to be so perfect. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have my first other real, real ask a question, any question, because it's going <laughs> to layer on that. Cool. 
I love that you're talking about how the world lives right now, how, how the world is experiencing things. Because my question is, reaction versus responding. And I, I would love for you to kind of touch on both of those because right now, is the world... We're all like, I guess we're not all doing it. Are we reacting? Are we responding? What is that? What is the difference? And what is, I don't want to say the best, but what could help us the most in the way the world is right now, reacting and responding? Wow. Okay. And we're only going to do an hour for this show. <laughs> uh, I could talk about this for a long, long time. Um, but I won't because, uh, you know, the world is actually doing both. Habitual tendencies of human beings, uh, it, it's clearly to react. Um, it, it's based on our, our habitual programming, which is really the best way to describe it. it. It's not unlike a computer program that we are running. And it is based on past experiences. It's based on, you know, in, in a single lifetime, it's based on how we were raised. It's based on all of the messages that we've absorbed from our parents, from teachers, from friends, from society, all of that. And we do this without thinking about it. So for example, someone might be easily, easily triggered, easily contracted, however you want to call that by a certain behavior. So if someone says a certain thing, for example, let's say a coworker says a certain thing or indulges in a certain behavior that annoys you, then if you habitually lash out, that's your habitual reaction. It's a, it's a reaction. And over, over time, over a lifetime, people have the opportunity to develop different ways of handling these situations. We all have an opportunity to create space for ourselves. We all have an opportunity to create a, a gap between the stimulus and our response, right? The stimulus being a coworker's annoying behavior, for example, or you know, maybe your partner says something that irks you and you know it. Doing the internal work on whether that's meditation, whether that's yoga, whatever kind of spiritual or personal development a, pers a person has, that is really where the action is because it opens up space. The spirituality to me is all about opening up space between stimulus and response. So you respond differently. You're not habitually reacting, rather you've opened a gap for you to make a different decision. So many good words in there right now that I'm just loving this, but no, I love that. So what I do when you have the um, answer, the question, any question, <laughs> if this is supposed to ask, um, I think you really, you know what, the, we react, it is, it's a habitual. We've done it so many times. And I love when you gave the backdrop on like, like why, how past experience, you know, the messages we've absorbed or how we were raised. And it's so important to develop how to respond. So a reaction is really hab habitual. I love that. Then we need to develop. And I like the word practice with that. So we develop something. And how do we do that? We have to practice something new. And the biggest thing that I just heard in there, which is amazing, amazing, is to create a gap or space 
between the stimulus and the response. And I'm going to be really honest. There's something that I, I had to work on and I still still need to work on because I'm like, like, like a pistol. It's like, sometimes I will absolutely, there's no gap. There's not even like a hair of a gap. They're like, boom. <laughs> and then I go, Ooh, that's a, I'm well, okay. Oh, here's my question. Like on that question. So when there's intense things going on in the world or in our own lives, because we're, it's personal, like our lives are personal. Um, when there's no gap and you just are so contracted and triggered. I like contracted guys because, because <laughs> triggered bothers. I don't know why. Well, there you go. I get triggered by triggered. So there that's like a thing there. Yeah. 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 Well, how do we even, you can't do it while you're in, in the re- reaction mode. Can you, you'd have to wait till you're not in a reactionary state. And what if it's like a global thing? Like we're in a global thing. Where's this Where's the space to create the gap? Ah, there you go. Where's the space yeah. to create the gap? <laughs> okay, yeah, I love this. And it's so timely. Um, you know, so listening to this, you could be listening to this 15 years from now in 2035. And I hope that you may be, because it will mean staying oh. power on our part, oh, which yeah. is always good. <laughs> but uh, today, is, is as we record this, it's August 4th, 2020. We're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And it uh, in some areas of the world, including Arizona, where I live, it's actually getting worse, not better. And uh, yeah, there's just all kinds of uncertainty. So it can seem like the whole world is contracting. Yeah. Is, is that truly what's going on? Well, Yes, viewed from one perspective, not at all viewed from another perspective, because it's an opportunity for us to develop that space so we can respond instead of react. And what happens when people in mass have a habitual reaction? Well, it's, you know, the result can be war, it can be famine, it can be genocide. I mean, look at human history, it can be all kinds of things. When people have a group reaction that is, um, well, based in fear. So, you know, what we can all do to respond rather than react is, well, we, we cannot really influence how someone else on the other side of the world is going to react or respond. We can only be responsible for ourselves and we have to do our own inner work. So if enough people do the inner work and open up that gap, so they can show up, lead, and teach differently, then the whole world begins to change. And, you know, I think we all have to acknowledge that it's not going to change in the next 15 minutes. Ooh, right. To start with that, to say, you know what, this is, this may not be something that just shifts like right now. It's, it's more of a gradual shift. Um, you're reminding me of, oh, I wish I remembered the name of it, but in 2007, I I guess they call it rented. I don't know if you rent, but I rented audiobooks from the library no. and, and it was something called something brain. And there was like so many CDs and I was listening to them. And the one thing I I'll always, it, it literally changed my perception of things. And um, I remember linking it to like the high road and I pictured, it, it was talking about the brain and how it's wired. And the more experiences you have, you have a wider road. There's more lanes in your highway and the less experience you have. So if you, you know, lock yourself up and don't talk to people and all this stuff, like you have fewer experiences, fewer exchanges of energy and um, playing in the conscious playground, really. Right. So if you don't go to the playground, you don't get to play. You don't know how to socialize. And so I remember imagining the brain and get, and I was like, yeah, I want multi-lane highways in my brain. And so that meant what I, you know, took that as like, I, I need a lot of, information, experience, talking to people, getting to connections. And 
that allowed, and, and they kind of gave the stat back then that a lot of people who found themselves um, incarcerated um, or in trouble all the time or just not living a happy, good life, they had fewer experiences and their brain, um, literally the way their brain was made up was thinner. Like this, there was less uh, synopsis. And yeah. I always think of the high road as the wide road. That's like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they said that or I made that up, but I always think, yes. And so for me going into, and I'm bringing this back to our conscious playground. And that's why I love when we invite people to come to and play in our conscious playground, to share your thoughts, your experiences, your dreams, all these things, because they add to a wider road. Yes. That's my response is, is, is yes, they do. They add to a wider road. And if more people join in the conscious playground, then the road becomes wider and clearer. Well, and, and not necessarily smoother, but maybe eventually smoother. <laughs> potholes. <laughs> <laughs> there are always potholes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, when we first were designing, remember we thought, oh, wouldn't this be fun to have the Conscious Playground as either a, a program or a show? And we literally, I, one of our own exercises, I did it, you did it, and then we shared. I shared with you what I remembered from a, a playground when I was little. Like mine was the going to the park or was it the you know jungle gym or was it with all the different toys, the swing sets and the monkey bars and, and the trees that we'd climb and the ball diamonds. And I literally went through each one of those things and thought, what is the, not the meaning, but what is the experience of playing on that? Do you, you know, you learn, um, what's it called? Agility, um, flexibility, how to share with others. If there's only one swing, you do you collaborate, push, you know, push each other on the swing. So you're sharing. And remember we talked about, and then you, you remembered an experience about with your children. And then it took me to a whole different part of it. Do you remember what that was? I had several experiences with my children. I mean, I, I, I used to play monster with them when they were smaller. They're 17 and 13 now, so they would roll their eyes if I indulged in the same behavior, which I will not show all of you on the air, but you can imagine. Let's paint that picture. But I, I used to do that. I used to, uh, when we were playing on a, a jungle gym or monkey bars or I, wherever in the park, I would just jump out and pretend to scare them. And they loved it when they were little kids, they would laugh and laugh and laugh. Other little kids would join in, they would laugh. Yeah, it, it was fun. I mean, it was just joyful and fun. Right. And I think that when you and I were just even talking about that, it, um, it allowed, you know what it does, and I believe this strongly, um, when you play and you just kind of be free, your stress disappears for that moment. And in that moment, that's a gap. That is an opportunity to develop. And if we don't just play even so silly, like talk, if you even can't play, have memories of when you used to play, talk to somebody else about how you used to play. And I think that's where you and I, uh, we soar in our creativity. When we talk about that, there's just so many gaps from stress, finally, that we're able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously uh, life comes at us. I mean, you know, if you're out there listening, thinking, God, I've got, you know, I don't have very many of those gaps. Well, you, you must have some. And one of the things that, uh, that we did, at least I was listening to our show from June on Light on Living. I was Lisa's guest on Light on Living on the 15th of June, um, by the way, on Home Times Radio. And I was listening to that show. Uh, you had me lead, if you remember, a guided meditation. And that's exactly where I went with it is okay if you if you're not 
in this kind of flow. If you're not in this joyful sense of play right now, then go back to a time when you were so you can access it. Yes, actually, now that my brain's clicking in, because we can, we can go anywhere. We are boundless, timeless, formless. Um, when formless, that's interesting, that word came up the other day. Um, uh, when we go into our, our imagination, our, our minds, and we'll talk about the, I can't remember the name of it, but the triple V board. Oh, we'll have to do that in a second because I can't remember it. But uh, when we went there, I had this really cool it almost was like it was my memory, but it was of you, which I, I did not know him, everybody, <laughs> but as a, as a little boy playing along a stream and watching paper boats. Um, remember, and I, and I asked you, I said, this is going to sound so weird, but did you used to go to a stream and watch these paper boats? And it sounds like everybody might say, well, anybody would do that, but I didn't do that. <laughs> so, I mean, I did. Um, but that was such a neat connection that when we connect with others so well, if we can just, just play. Yeah. Yeah, because it breaks down boundaries. Um, it, it erases play, erases limitations. And if, if you're sitting here as an adult and, and you cannot relate to that, well, then, you know, think about when you were a kid and what it's like for a child to just be so wrapped up in the moment that nothing else matters. That's, that is spiritual practice, to be so present that nothing else exists. I, that, you know what, I've never loved that saying before so much as wrapped up in the moment, like literally like being hugged in the moment, like a moment hug. <laughs> now I'm being silly, but that's what that is. Our conscious background is silly. It's goofy and you say things <laughs> and you just like... <laughs> Yeah, there's no rules. And uh, we're not playing the standard adult societal games of thou shalt act a certain way. Uh, because uh, if you look like you're having fun, then you're in, you're in deep trouble and then people will frown upon you. No, it's none of that. I mean, yeah. it's really getting away from that. Oh, you just totally reminded me of something. So yes, you have to act a certain way. So sometimes I believe that we as adults are almost conditioned to think that, okay, if you do want to have fun, that means you're going to be um, uh, bad, uh, uh, like rebellious or, um, you know, but it doesn't have to be that. Like, you know, like this, oh, I'm playing hooky and you feel like you're doing something bad or sneaky, but I, I would like to remove that connotation that, you know, not, not being the way you're supposed to and just playing doesn't mean um, wrecking things and, and, you know, mis mischievous and, and stuff. It, it just means being wrapped up in the, it, you could be playing with numbers and saying, no, oh, let's have a number game. I don't know. It doesn't have to be so crazy out there. Yeah. It really doesn't matter what it is. What matters is to get into the feeling of it. Uh, th that feeling of play that, it, and it really is, if you choose to look at it as a place, then let it be that for you. you know, a, a place where you can access the feeling of uh, nothing else mattering and having it be deeply creative and just a place where you can have fun. Yes. So let's do this. Let's define fun for a second. Let's define fun so that people go, all right, okay. So, oh, there's my question. Okay, wait, okay, that's going to be my question. Okay. Okay, wait, good. Wait. I get to ask you a question too, but you go oh, first. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. You're supposed to ask me. Okay, can I ask this question? That's all right. Then? We'll do. It's all synchronicity and flow. It's our conscious playground. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, 
See, now I feel like you've already just answered that because it's <laughs> being oh, in the flow. Okay. What is fun? Let's def- How would you define the feeling of fun when you go into the conscious playground? It makes you want to freak out with joy and spontaneously start dancing. Most of the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, guys, if you've never met me before, um, if I sound mellow to you, I am <laughs> It just, you know, it just is what it is. But when I get in this state, it, it really does. Uh, it creates spontaneous joy. So I want to break out dancing. I'll break out singing. I might say something really, really dorky and, and people might think, okay, what's with him, <laughs> right? And I, I'm just in a, a conscious playground. I'm in our conscious playground having fun in that state. So it's spontaneous joy. And really, I think it's not mattering um, what other people think. Uh, you know, that's why one of the reasons why I think so many people enjoy dancing so much, for example, is that uh, it's freeing and yeah, people get in a state, which I would say is our conscious playground, where it doesn't matter what they look like to other people, just matters how they are showing up in the moment. It's kind of like um, fun is, there's no judgment. I love that. Like, it sounds so corny when I said it like that, but it really was a lot deeper in my brain. (laughs) But fun to me is also like when it sounds like for you, it's movement, it's moving energy in your body. It's Fun is when you feel energy and emotions, which is energy in motion. It's it's moving it around. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Even thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's it's moving it around, and uh, you know, if you want to consider it reworking or reordering it in some way, uh, just kind of uh, you know. I mean, you use a word that I really like. Uh, it's repurposing and uh, yeah, recirculating. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Recirculating is is a really good way, I think, to to look at that. You know why yeah. I love re- recirculating so much? This actually, this is why I, I actually have a reason why I love that word. Mm-hmm. Because the word stagnant actually scares me, and I yeah, and and as a nutritionist, we talk about stagnation. Oh my gosh, I'm a woman. We talk about cellulite all the time in my world. Like everybody's <laughs> coming, how can I get rid of the cellulite? And it was so like the word stagnant was, I just, I, I became like, it, it didn't feel good inside of me. So I always say we need to circulate this, you know? So I just wanted to, um, it's like my, it's like my superhero against stagnation. That's why I love that word. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then, yeah, I, th- I really like that, um, that picture of stagnation because that's what happens to us when we're contracted. Uh, our, our energy, our life force cannot move or it's moving really slowly. Like there's a blockage. It's, it's stuck somehow. Our life force gets, becomes stagnant. Ugh, see, that's like, doesn't that sound like death? Our life force becomes stagnant. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like um, not a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> All right. Is everybody having fun listening to this? I like. If there's a way to comment, I would love that. But <laughs> well, and, and people, uh, because we're recording this, uh, you can certainly comment. And um, what I'd love for you to do, let me just do this right now, and then I'm going to ask Lisa a question. Let's uh, give uh, Lisa our email addresses so people can reach us with questions and comments. Ooh, okay, okay. So two awesome places. The first one, which I I do prefer, because it's 
it's just us. It's just me and, and you. Um, is Lisa at Light on Living, and Light is L I G H T on O N Living, L I V I N G dot com. Lisa at Light on Living dot com. And then my second preference would be, of course, Facebook, because <laughs> everybody can find you there. <laughs> and it's Lisa, oh, Lisa Berry, like a strawberry. And I always used to say, as a nutritionist, like the low glycemic fruit, so B E R R Y. All right. Yes. And, and berries are indeed a very low glycemic fruit. Yes. And then you guys, you can reach me via email, Tomas, T-O-M-A-S. There is no H in there. This is the Spanish version, Tomas at TomasGarza.com and Facebook, Tomas Garza. And uh, email is, is highly preferred. So yeah, and you, you can reach us and I welcome all the time. I know Lisa does too. Listener questions, comments, feedback. If you're listening to this show and you're enjoying it and you want to find out more, we will have more information about how you can access our conscious playground at the end of the show here in, in a little while. But for now, we always will take these questions and comments and we love to hear from you. Mm, yes, we do. Yes. And here's a question that you could answer if you want to send this out is why no, what is the word and why do you love it? Like, I know I often have like a favorite word, like, or there's a reason why a word upsets me or like, like, I, oh, that wasn't a question. And I'm not going to ask a question. I'm saving my question. But that is the question for the listeners. If you want to let us know, like, yeah, I really love, I've always loved this word. And then tell us why. And we can share that. I, I think that'd be fun. <laughs> that's a conscious playground thing. That's your way. That's their invitation to come and play. I, I love that. Yeah. And, and this is something that Lisa and I do a lot. Uh, we have our, our word, if, if uh, it, it breeds creativity, that's what it does. You know, it, it generates creative ideas. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So it's my, my turn. I have a question okay. for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my response hat on. <laughs> yeah. And when we talked a little bit about this, uh, a little bit earlier in the, in the, uh, in the show here. So, we talked about sharing our conscious playground with people. Why is it so important to share our conscious playground? Ooh, because so everybody has something to add. There is not one person that couldn't add something. I and and if the, and if you don't know what you can't add, we can find it. I I know. <laughs> I love actually sitting with somebody and watching the transformation. We forget that we have something to add. And so by us sharing that invitation and saying, no, come, come, there's room, there's space, there's all, it's endless. Even if you just show up and you, and I love saying that Tomas is like, if a person can just show up, sometimes another person will show you what you have to share and, and exchange or it, that creation doesn't have to be, you have to create 50% and somebody else creates 50%. It's not like that. You could right. literally show up with 1%, half a percent, and then 10 other people or one other per person can make up that difference. It's, there always is something because you exist. And, and because we are light, that just light, it just exists. It doesn't matter how dim or bright you are. You are always light. And so by sharing that, I, that's how I feel about that is that everybody can, oh my gosh, sometimes, you know what? I, I remember so many times I'll think of one little title to a show and then another, that person will literally create the entire show because of that title, because of that one word that sparked it. And mm -hmm. I truly believe that like a spark literally is, that's, yeah, it's, it's endless after that. It's just like a key. 
So there's yeah, I, I love that. And you know, even if you only have one percent on a given day, this is it's important and it has value. And this actually reminds me of one of the four agreements from um, from the book, The Four Agreements, which is um, always just do your best and. One of the interesting lessons for me in that has always been that our best is gonna be different from day to day because we might be really, really tired one day or we might be ill or we might be injured. And um, you know, everybody has a, a day where you're not feeling 100%, where your energy is low, that sort of thing. But it's important to just show up. Even if you only bring 1%, it's more than zero percent and yeah it contributes to the overall to the overall flow to the overall dialogue yeah i oh i have to add this because i love you said that and your one percent that you bring might be the crappiest poopiest thing but guess what it allows that other person to say hey let them play and be creative with a way to pick you up, like show up anyways. You know, I'm a part of masterminds. I love masterminds actually. <laughs> and maybe that's what even our conscious playground, you know, might be as a mastermind. And I remember um, my first real one, I will call it a real one is 2012. And that was when I first, I think I became like addicted to them. I was like, I love masterminds, but I showed up more as I, at first I was uh, as a coach, I wanted to show up to be there for somebody. And I would make sure that they say, Oh, you know what? I just don't really feel like I have anything to bring to the table. I'm in a bad mood or this horrible thing happened. But even and then I started recognizing that I need to show up like that too, so that somebody else can help me. And wow, like there's so, I ended up lifting somebody else up by me showing up all poopy because somebody else got to feel better for helping me. Like it's such, oh, oh yeah, you're getting me excited. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it really is fun. And what's so cool is that, you know, we're always teaching, whether we hold ourselves out as teachers or instructors or a university professor or whatever, it really doesn't make any difference because we're all energetic beings. We're all in each other's sphere of influence, like it or not, and how you show up just goes forth and exudes and you uh, if you show up in your in, in anger and rage you spread that to other people you're teaching them how to behave in certain moments if you've ever had you know if you're listening and you've ever had kids then that's you know obviously you're teaching your kids but even if you don't or you don't currently they're adults or whatever you are, are always teaching energetically and it's how you show up. So if you can only bring 1% or 3%, then bring it because you never know who you're going to influence. That's another thing. We don't know who is going to benefit from our message. We don't know who may be listening to this show next week or three weeks from now or years from now. That's going to get a lot of benefit out of this. So we have to show up. That's right. You know, um, I always like to flip the side just to almost like prove something. And, you know, when I, my father gave me Wayne Dyer's book, something about pulling strings, it was written in, like, this is back in the seventies, eighties kind of thing. And that when Wayne Dyer back then was writing the book, he didn't know he was influencing Lisa Berry. He didn't know that he right. was influencing Lisa Berry, who would then be influencing all the millions of people then and there. And, yeah. and I know, I even know when people like, as it, 
I've been doing seminars as a nutritionist for all, nearly 20 years. And I remember people coming up to me later after 10 years, after the, the 15 years and 20 and saying, I remember, oh my gosh, so funny. I remember somebody coming up to me about talking to me. I remember when you tell me about cottage cheese and I was like, oh God, don't eat that anymore. <laughs> but it was just really funny that I was like, wow. And so when we're so passionate about things, we do influence and we can be passionate in a we'll call it negative, negative or positive way. Passion's passion, right? So right. that we are teaching at all times just because we're mm -hmm. showing up and that light always exists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It always does. I love that. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Okay. Let me feel this. Cause this is what I would normally do. Cause sometimes, yeah, literally sometimes Tomas, you'll send a thing like, all right, the mic's coming out. Let's do you know, ask <laughs> a question, any question. And I'll be in the middle of a thousand things and I'll go, Oh, I don't, I can't. I'm, I'm happy to share this with everybody. Cause sometimes this can happen to us. We think we just can't tap in. We think I don't have, I don't know. I don't know. And then we say, okay, wait a second. I do know. I'm just not accessing it right now. So first of all, be soft on ourselves. And I'm sharing this because this is what happens in life every day. Your, your children might ask something from you. Your, your parents might ask something from you, your friends, your, your spouse, somebody is asking something from you and you, you think you don't have it right then. But then if we can just stop and have that gap and say, where would it be if I, if I did have it, where would it be? And so that's what I do for it with questions. And usually what my questions do is I, I, I feel like, what does the world want right now? Not does the world need, <laughs> what does the world want right now? Uh -huh. And that's where I kind of go. And I think, so right now my question, ask a question, any question would be, and this is someplace I usually get to, um, is if our hearts could give advice to our minds, not our brains, but our minds, and our minds could give advice to our heart. So it's a two-way there. What advice, how would it, how would it share? What would it, why, what would be such a, the, the difference between the two? Is there a, a difference between what advice it would be given? <laughs> Yes. Okay. I love this. This, this is fun. And, and the show, everyone, of course, is all about fun. I think our hearts would say to our minds, I got this, get out of the way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and our minds, if we were in a good place in our minds, our minds would say, what should I do? Asking the heart a question. And if our mind was elsewhere or uh, not in a good place or steaming or stewing or um, in a reading news, reading a news feed uh, in a bad place, our mind would say, get out of the way. I got this. However, in our right mind, or the mind would take the heart's advice. And the heart would always say, I got this. Get out of the way. Oh, I imagine like a little comic strip. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's create that. See? Yes. Let's do that. That's a great little meme. Little brain, little heart. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. You do the illustration. <laughs> there you go. Um, a couple of years ago, I did, um, what was it? Oh, I wish I remembered what I titled it. I, no, I guess I do. I think because, oh, so as a nutritionist also, I, back in the day, so long ago, I mean, I was a nutritionist in the gym, a ladies gym, and I was a personal trainer as well. And so um, I love words. I love having a positive mindset and I love coming from the heart. So I designed this little, a little heart and in the gym, you, you do your power lifting. So I actually 
called it power lifting, but it was from your empowerment lifting. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the heart was like, it's, you know, it's a little weights were, were actually thoughts and words and becoming stronger. The heart was becoming stronger as it up, as it uplifted. So it's an empowerment was coming from this <laughs> called empowerment lifting. <laughs> versus, uh, I try to have fun with these things, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, power lifting is, it can be seen as empowerment lifting mm. most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I try, I'll have to go back. That, that's another thing. How many people have created something? Maybe they've given a workshop. Maybe you're a teacher yourself or you've delivered a seminar. Maybe you're creating a TED talk. I don't know. Or you just remember creating little things. I have made up so many cat games. I feel like a, a cat toy company should hire me. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting yes. that out there. But um, I think about, and then, you know, they'll play with them and like cats and kids, you, they stop playing with certain games or whatever they're not interested anymore they figured it out they've mastered it and so you create more but I, you know i'll go back and i'll go oh i, I remember i used to create this game uh, you know and um or a lesson that you delivered like i was just thinking back to that power lifting empowerment lifting thing and um that sometimes if you can't find that space um we were talking about earlier tomas is that look look through your old your old journals or your notes or your diary or your the papers are on your computer files like go oh my gosh I, yeah. remember I wrote that and mm. have you written articles yes oh, <laughs> i okay. have articles um yeah on on various on various subjects but yeah i mean you know i like what you just said about people going back to um, your journals places like that i mean it's, it's like our our meditation that we had that people can listen to on light on living is is go back to a time where you were in a creative space because it might have been just last week when you wrote an article or you had a, an inspired idea that you wrote down maybe it um, is, is something that you wrote in your journal something like that yeah right you just okay so here's my question because you just all right because what i do when i'm inspired is i have a million of these little puppies, the sticky, oh, yes. everybody sticky knows stickies. <laughs> and so I, I, I heard this and I was like, Oh, that's good. And so I have it here. And you know, what's funny. Sometimes I'll write things down, not because I don't know them and I don't already think them, but I like them. And it's not always a practice, like something that I need to put up. So I practice, it's just something that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. I like reading it and I like seeing it. And so this is something I definitely know. And I definitely remember all the time, like it's, I've practiced it, right? But I would like to ask you this question. Okay. I'll read it and then I'm going to stick, make it into a question form. That's fun too, right? <laughs> okay. Now I've got to make my yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So this particular sticky says, you are more than what you think, but what you think defines you. So I'm going to relate this as a question as the heart and, you know, if the heart always has it and the brain goes, what should I do? Well, if, if the brain, if what you're, if what you're thinking defines you, how can we let our heart lead the way in defining us in a self-loving and, and understanding and forgiving and compassionate way? How can we let the heart help us think thoughts that define us in a positive way? All right. Well, Okay, I love this. I could talk about this for several hours. <laughs> I really could. This would be a completely different and another show. So, you know, I think you'll have to come back. We can do that. But, um, you know, right now, I mean, I think that um, a quick response is 
I always come back to the practice, the work that we have the opportunity to do in the present moment. So to some people, this may sound like you've heard it before. Mm. Guess what? There's a reason why we've all heard this before. It's because that's where the action is, is right now. We have a choice. Do we choose love? Do we choose fear? Those are the choices. Everything else is a subsidiary of that choice. So do we allow ourselves to get out of our own way? Because mentally, we know instinctively that we cannot 100% all the time trust ourselves because our mind moves in dozens and dozens of different directions. Even if you're an experienced meditator, you're still thinking about tomorrow's lunch sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're thinking about what happened in April, April 19th, 2006 at 4.44 p.m. You know, you're thinking about all kinds of crazy things and it just comes up and up and, and you cannot always trust those thoughts to work in your highest, best interest. However, we come to discover with practice that if you are able to shift that into your heart, which is more of who we really are, which is love itself at its core, then, then you can grow to trust that this part of us always has our best interest at heart. And if we allow that to define us, that's much more accurate than allowing our head to define us because we could be an angry stockbroker, for example, or we could be a stressed out housewife, for example. I mean, the, our, our mind will try to define us in dozens of different ways. Mm, yes. Just one way. This is all there is. Yes. Okay, now I have a part B because I think <laughs> right on. A, lot, a lot of listeners will be thinking, wait a second, if I have two things to do here, love or, or fear, I think yes, um, love or fear, what if they say, well, there are things that I fear, I am afraid of that, that scare me, that make me feel like I want, I'm, when we're afraid of things, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm going to answer a question before I ask it and then I'm going to ask one. <laughs> when there are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules here. When when we are afraid of things, we re respond and react differently. We can become angry and then want to hurt. If we're hurt, somebody's going to hurt something back. Um, if we uh, hear of somebody else causing harm, we want to go after them. So when we say to choose fear or love, we're not saying you either have to be afraid of that situation or love that situation. What I, I'm going to ask you to clarify, because I, I feel like I this is where I would come from, is I'm going to choose love to come from love, but not that I'm going to love that horrible situation. I'm not going to love that it exists. I'm not going to love that I'm upset by it, but I'm go, how would you complete that? My answer here, how do we respond with love, but not loving it? Yeah, it's, uh, I love this. Um, it's so important. Um, it's a matter of healthy boundaries to me. Uh, that's what it is because we can, yeah, let's, uh, let's take the example of maybe someone in our lifetimes who maybe has, has hurt us. Um, you know, it could be a family member, it could be you know, a past, uh, a past partner, romantic partner or whatever it is. You know, let's just take this for example. It's entirely possible to forgive 
somebody and release all of the stress and, and the, the guilt, the fear, all of the negative emotions and still keep a healthy boundary so that that person cannot continue to abuse you, so they cannot continue to hurt you in that way. Um, I would also say that it's okay to be afraid. It's, it's, it's a normal, natural reaction for all of us. So if there is something you're afraid of, then I think that's, um, it's perfectly normal. I mean, and people want to try to make themselves invulnerable and say, I'm not afraid of this. I'm not afraid of that. Well, it's okay if you are really, uh, it's, it's, we're all human. And then, um, you, you know, you don't have to love the situation to show up in love. A situation can be completely unacceptable. It can be completely untenable and something that no one who is acting in their own healthy best interest should have to deal with. And we all, all of us, make mistake after mistake along this path, getting to the point where we have these kind of healthy boundaries. And, and it's a recognition over time that, yeah, you can love um, a, a person. You, you don't have to love the behavior. And it's, it's okay. If you feel that way, then that's perfectly okay. Right. And also too, to add on that, because I love that. That's yes. I like that we are, we can be very um, more than accepting, but also expecting of fear because it's a very human response. It's going to show up. But then um, the, to love that a situation, an opportunity, a road, a path, like an avenue has shown up for us to explore, even when we maybe don't like it. Because we fear things usually because, first of all, fear because our safety, maybe we feel it's in jeopardy. We don't know quite what, what, what we would do until we're prepared. And if we can right. be prepared, then we're not going to be so, you know, if I was like, I'm driving in a vehicle and it could, you know, the wheel could fall off. It's funny because my dad had a dream about that. And, um, or, if, but if we have our tire jack, you know, we know what to do, or we know there's a close garage, we have a cell phone, we feel prepared in that situation, then, then that safety kind of lessens. We know what to do if this happens. And then after that, it could be also if we're afraid of another person hurting us or harming us in whatever way, physically, mentally, emotionally, it's having, again, being prepared, seated in love, coming from love. And knowing that even if this person is coming at us with a, a different emotion, that they too have love in there somewhere. It might not be, remember, they might be a 1% and you might right. be a 90. <laughs> so mm. I think it's, yeah, that's so much. Love can be used in many ways. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, it's, it's highly versatile. Mm. Luckily, <laughs> it's like an outfit. You can wear it so many ways. <laughs> right, yeah, it's, it's very versatile. One can accessorize with love. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that! Can that be no. a show title? Accessor yes, um, it, it can be a show title. Yes, most definitely, you can accessorize with it because it's versatile. And yeah, having be, having the ability to flow anywhere over all human-imposed barriers, then yes, you can accessorize. All right, Lisa question. All right. Like Lightning round, because I want to talk about and share with people how they can find out more information about our conscious playground. But before we do that, quick question for you. What happens for you when you go 
to our conscious playground. Ooh, okay. Um, I want to say at first, I, I do get silly. I think, what would be silly? Because, yeah, I can go silly easily because I have these cats, these bangles that I just, I'm ridiculous with because I, I want to be creative. Yes. So the conscious playground to me is, first of all, everything is possible. Everything, all. There, there's literally, I, I can fly. I can do anything. So at first I make sure I remove any limitations. That's so I'm good. I'm good to go. I got my, my play suit on. And, and then from there, I think in the playground, I think, what is it right now in my 3D life? that I'm feeling limitations, that there are boundaries, because I'm going to play it out in that conscious playground. And I'm going to, I'm going to get these solutions, these games, these activities that I can bring back with me. And they're going to be solutions. They're going to be answers. They're going to be the next. They're going to be, I'm already going to create. So I feel like it's where I literally go to create what I want in my 3D world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a form of manifesting for you. Yes. Yes, that's what it's a magical manifestation. <laughs> and I think that's why I want so many people there because I can only, I can tap into so many others um, uh, playground, you know, their ideas. And because that's the missing piece for me, right? It's like, a, a, what's that called? A treasure hunt? Yeah. No, uh -huh. scavenger. Scavenger hunt, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. And you, you on your list, you have to find all these certain things, and then you, mm -hmm. you complete something. Well, I'm missing them, so I'm, I'm hoping so many people will join so they can bring those little things that I got to go around finding. Like somebody, maybe need somebody in a polka dot shirt and somebody in, you know, green trousers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe both, yeah, at the same time. Both. Yeah, because why not? All right. So, yeah, we want, we clearly want people to join in the fun and the creativity, and it is a form of manifestation. So how can people find out a little bit more about what we're doing here with our conscious playground? I kind of think from this show alone, it should be a mastermind. <laughs> yes. Um, I kind of feeling that way, to be honest with you. I know that through um, our lovely Academy, which I'll just, I'll share that right now with everybody. Um, it's I Awesome International Academy of Universal Self Mastery. Um, and it's exact, I love saying each one of those words. They, 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 each one of them feels delicious. Um, but in, in this Academy that you and I are both creating and part of with our incredible um, team, but it's more than a team, it's a council, it's faculty, it's Ah, just incredible beings coming together with all their wisdom, truly building a community rich in wisdom. That's one of my favorite things to say about it. Um, and our conscious playground will be one of those. We don't know yet, but uh, oh, whether it's mastermind, a course, um, a circle, an inner circle, definitely a, a podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's where we'll be inviting them. We'll definitely be inviting them over to come over, join the Academy first. And then you can find so many other people playing on all kinds of different jungle gyms. <laughs> and, but I think, I think where you and I, yes, we are inviting people. We are hosting. Oh my gosh. We are host. Of course we're hosting. I actually thought of it a different way. We are going to be the hosts at the playground. We're inviting people. Um, invitations are sent out. You guys are all VIPs here. Um, and, and we will be hosting our conscious playground, but we'll be there playing with you. And yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what will come of it and what world global international solutions and fun. And oh my gosh. Okay. Talk about world peace. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm bold statement here. It's where we can all have world peace. I love it. Yeah. Um, 
it is where we can all have world peace. And guys, this academy that, that we're referring to is the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery or IAUSM, I-A-U-S-M.com, by the way, coming very soon. All right. This, Lisa, has been so much fun. I have really enjoyed this. And I think this actually is a podcast. So I have to tell you, I'm happy you said that. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. And there's so much more to share on this. I think we absolutely must do this again. But I, I really want to thank you for a, a fun, creative time and for co-creating this with me. This has been a real pleasure today. This has been fun. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for actually just seeing it as something that was needed, wanted, and very valuable for everybody listening on all timelines and all like 20, you know, 35. And I love that you shared that. So you've really included everyone. Everyone is included. So thank you so much for having me be able to share with everyone. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It's my pleasure, guys. This has been Lisa Berry and I'm Tomas Garza. This is Decide to Transform and we will see you again soon. All right, everybody have a great day and bye-bye now. <laughs>